people need to stop doing nice things for me because I'm not going to have enough time to return the favor, but I will prevail. Hello and welcome to the I Will Prevail podcast, episode 20, entitled Be Excellent to Each Other. I typed it wrong. It says excellent to each other. That's close enough. Maybe I'll leave it that way. I don't know. I'll come up with something clever to say. So, today's episode was very um, sporadic. It's not anything I planned on talking about. It kind of wrote itself. But before I get started, uh, I was going to do an episode yesterday, but just an awful day. Sometimes with this, I end up... uh, essentially felt like I had the flu. I feel fine today. I don't know if it was exhaustion, not enough sleep or what's going on. Um, The burning, the skin burning has tamed some. It hurts in my armpits right now. Uh, And anywhere that something's touched, the touches against me for a long period of time. So if I have like a blanket on or if I'm laying down anywhere that my back's touching or my elbows or whatever, uh, start to hurt, but not as bad. Um, Not as bad today. So hopefully the rest of this week goes well. All right. So on to today's topic, be excellent to each other. So those that don't know, came from the TV, uh, the uh, movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, it came out, and I can't remember the exact year that it came out, but it's the first movie that I ever took my niece to. My sister-in-law and I took my niece, and she was in a carrier, a, a baby carrier, and my niece is now... Man, she's 30-something years old. So uh, it's cool, actually. she's She doesn't live in the state, and uh, I'm excited to get to see her and uh, her family this week. Uh, my other niece as well. She lives here, and she's equally as important. I've got quite a few nieces and nephews that are all amazing people. I love my family very much. i got a, got a very good family. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about this one specifically, you know, because we went and saw the movie. But anyways, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's bogus journey which was a horrible idea and then uh, the face and music one which i thought they did right it's pretty good this isn't about bill and ted's this is about people doing stuff because you're just better than everyone else at it now this isn't about being skilled or about uh about being um a better person but it is let me let me start by saying this so Two days ago, my wife uh, gave me a Christmas gift, an early Christmas gift, because my daughter was freaking out. I had to open it. It's been sitting in the garage underneath of a piece of fabric, and I obviously it was for me because it was poorly hidden. Um, but my daughter was adamant that I open it, and we will talk about what that is. That's the second part of the system. What, what uh, the, the today's thing? Um, I put system. I literally have three things written down. Uh, and it says system, so my brain went right to system. Anyways, so uh, we'll talk about that gift in a little bit because it does tie into the second half of today's podcast. So I want to start off by actually singling someone out in a positive way. Now, I, I've on this show, I've said some names in the past, and I do typically say a former student or a friend of mine, that sort of stuff, and I typically don't do it by name. And here's kind of why I don't do things by name because it it's weird to me if you don't know the person 
to all of a sudden root for them, like, or or to feel like you know them. Like, I've mentioned Jeff Church. This is the third time that I've mentioned him, but it's very specific. Jeff Church's mom back in the day believed me, that sort of thing. And and I have thrown a couple names out there, but I realized yesterday that I've never once said my name on this podcast. I've never said, welcome to the podcast, I'm your host, blah, blah, blah. And the reason I don't want to say my name is this podcast shouldn't be about me, like who I am as a person or, or the name that was was given to me. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about connecting and connecting with someone that maybe you don't know. It doesn't matter names. If you pull together to solve a problem, and you know, let's say you pull over and there's a car accident, you pull over to help, and you you help get someone out of the car, and when you're done, you know, you and that person that helped, you're like, man, good job, man, and and that's it, and you walk away. It doesn't matter what that person's name was. You came together, you solved the problem, you helped someone, and you moved on. So I think that's kind of the same thing with this. It doesn't matter who I am. I should just be someone that you hear and you can relate to. All these stories. Everything I talk about, it has nothing to do with a person. It has everything to do with a mentality, or it has everything to do with, uh, well, being excellent to each other, or just being good at whatever it is you're good at for the betterment of humanity and for others, right? I had a, a friend text me the other day, and then I'm going to get specific on somebody, and she it it what she wrote is its own episode it really is because she pretty much was like i haven't talked to her since this started and she's just like what do you say to someone in this situation and it's like there's nothing to say because if you haven't gone through cancer or you haven't been a caregiver or you haven't been directly affected by it then what do you say you don't know what it feels like and i don't know what it feels like to have another type of cancer. I don't even know what it feels like to have a different type of chemo treatment. My chemo is drastically different from anyone else I've seen there. Uh, I, I guarantee they're not taking as high a dose of some of the pills that I'm taking because everyone in there is like, dang. Like, <laughs> everyone that works is like, that's a lot of pills. But when she had messaged me, uh, it was a great conversation. Things that uh, just, she made it very clear. Whatever it is you need, you've got this, and I love you, and you're killing it on the podcast. And that's all I needed to hear. I didn't even need to hear it from her, but when I heard it from her, it meant everything to me. It's like, man, that means a lot to me. Not because of who she was, but because of how long she's been in my life, how important uh, she is to my life. Not because of her name. Just because it's someone who's... Never said that sort of thing to me, although we've, but just not in that way and not at this point. So it was really nice, and and the whole the the the, the conversation between us uh, went a very uh, different direction, where it came down to just like stripping life down to bare essentials. What is it that I need to do? right now. I can't think about it, you know, and, and that's what I took out of this conversation. It's like, what do I need to do right now to make me happy, to get me through this? 
I can't put together a list of stuff I need to do and people I need to contact. I'll make sure I call my mom every day. That reminds me, I need to call my mom because I meant to call her yesterday. Um, that I, you know, it, it's a lot to keep up with. But, anyways, on to move on. I want to talk about a guy named Jeff Espino. Now, Jeff Espino is a Patreon subscriber, but uh, only recently, this came up two days ago. Uh, Jeff Espino uh, essentially worked at my wife's school uh, and was like a long-term uh, PE teacher there, a health teacher, health and PE. And then the opportunity came up at the site that I work at, at, at the school that I work at, and uh, there was a job for him. And he came over, and I think he was there for one year, maybe two years. It was only one year. Um, and when he came in, like instantly he connected with everybody. I would, I, I was, my, my new classroom was being built. So I had written stuff on the board and uh, on a dry eraser board. And he walks by and he looks at it and he goes, uh, I put cold brew with my boo. And I didn't want to, I didn't have the heart to tell him I had written it about the guy that was teaching next to me. Uh, this guy, Dean, that I, I think is awesome, dude. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to write. And then he comes by and he's like, cold brew with my boo. He's like, I'm in. And he's just, just like, right away, he got it. Just like, I'm in. Let's do it. Cold brew with my boo. Let's go. And I was just like, okay, this dude's awesome. Um, and my wife had said, this guy is awesome. And if there's ever a chance to steal him back, I'm going to steal him back. So um, he comes in. He puts together all these programs. He's killing it. Unfortunately, in education, budget cuts are very, very real. Schools are fighting for students right now. Um, we're, we're literally, the pool to choose from is small. We don't have a lot of kids. People aren't having kids. And those that are can't afford to live in Southern California. So our numbers are down and everyone's down. So it's a matter of stealing, not stealing, borrowing from other districts, right? But who doesn't want to go to a school that has more students, which means better sports programs and uh, more opportunities because they don't have to cut programs? Of course, parents want their kids in those sites and, and students want to go somewhere. They don't want to stay in a small school, the one I'm in. Now, I'll say in, in my school's defense, uh, I absolutely love everything about it. It's small. We don't got a lot of kids, but we've got great kids. We've got great faculty. I have really good friends there. I love everything about that place. Um, and unfortunately, with budget cuts, uh, he, we, we lost him. We essentially uh, lost kids, had to start cutting classes, and some of the first classes to get cut are classes where you can put more kids. He happened to be a PE teacher on top of being the health teacher. So it was easier to just put more kids into other PE classes, and that's a spot that you know you lose a few uh, a few classes and then financially, you know, and it just so happened that randomly one of my wife's teachers was just like, I'm out of here. and just up and moved to like Montana or something like that. Idaho. He's just like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. Um, and he was just gone and the spot opened up and Jeff Espino has been at my wife's district ever since. Uh, and he's killing it there. I actually have students right now that had him. He was doing like singing bowls, uh, he was bringing in the football players and they would all sit around and he would use like those singing bowls where you run the thing and, it's, and it does like the the different frequency. And these kids were like crying. He said like, like they wanted to constantly do it. And there were grown giant football players 
just crying and they didn't know why. It was just like all of this, whatever was in them was just coming out. And uh, it was really amazing. But to to talk to the character of Jeff, two days ago, my wife and daughter had me go out to the garage to get a gift. And they're kind of rushing me to go out to the garage. And as I step out there, the garage doors open. My son, who kind of had a cold, we made him stand outside uh, across the driveway because they didn't want his cooties. Um, and then all of a sudden, Jeff Espino comes walking up my driveway. And I haven't seen him in three, four years, probably three years since I've seen him. And it's just like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm excited. It's Espino. I love this guy. It's like, what are you doing here? And he said, I brought you your favorite. And he's carrying white boxes in a bag. And I go, what? And he's just like, I brought you your favorite, and the mashed potatoes are in the car. And I just thought, oh, it's Pioneer Chicken. Now, Pioneer Chicken in Bell Gardens, it's about 40-minute drive from where I am, 40, 45 minutes. That means, and he lives relatively close, he drove from here to Bell Gardens to pick it up and then come all the way back just to deliver Pioneer Chicken for me. I'll tell you right now, when I talk about being a good person and just doing stuff that no one expects, I wouldn't do that for anybody. Um, Like, I'll drive you out there and we'll eat there, but I'm not going to drive all the way out there just to get you Pioneer Chicken and bring it back, right? But what's awesome about it, he took all of his kids with him, his wife, uh, gave his wife time to stay home and uh, uh, do gift wraps and Christmas Christmas presents, stuff like that. But he took his kids with him and they listened to the Pioneer episode. On the way down. Those that don't know, I did an episode on Pioneer Chicken a couple episodes ago. And better than that, when they came back, they, the kids had suggested getting Winchell's while they were there, because we talk about that there's a Winchell's donut house in the parking lot. So he had messaged my wife. It's like, what's his favorite donut from Winchell's? And I'll tell you right now, chocolate raised donuts are the way to go. Chocolate bars are okay, but classic chocolate raised are the jam. Uh, I'd have to say something about Winchell's donuts. There is a, it's like the perfect combination between a cake and a yeast donut. It's, they're so good. And whatever they're doing, I'm surprised they're not bigger still. Like their donut is right down the middle of cake and yeast risen donuts. And they're, man, they're so good. But anyways, he brings this back. He brings me a new hat because my wife had told him my hat was, my pioneer hat is disgusting. It was like found in the garage, smashed underneath of a bunch of, it was just, it's a mess. Uh, it's seen better days. But the fact that he thought, you know, I'm just going to go get Pioneer Chicken for him and take it to him. There's no, he, this guy doesn't do it for praise. And that's what I like about those of us that do stuff. And this should be every one of us, by the way. Every person in the world, I guarantee we do something that we don't do for praise. I guarantee it. I don't need praise for doing the uh, podcast and inspiring you guys or entertaining you guys. I don't need praise for that, but I do need encouragement. I do need people going, uh, people messaging like, I wait every week for the next episode. I can't wait for the next episode. That's where Espino's mindset was with this. I'm just going to go pick it up and bring it back. And, and of course, they got a big old thing for his family to take home as well. But he like called ahead and was like, make sure you have enough because we're coming through and we're taking all of it. Um, so it was really awesome for him to do that, for my wife to to be in on that. But Espino is a perfect example. That's his thing that he does. He doesn't think, I'm going to do this for praise. 
He just does that sort of stuff. I don't think, like, I bring it every time in whatever situation. If I show up to school, I'm dead tired, and I don't even want to talk, as soon as that bell rings, it, it snaps and I'm on, and I just go, because that's what I'm supposed to do. I have to bring that. That's the thing I do every time. Any situation, when I'm around friends, whatever it is, I bring that, this thing, this thing I'm doing right here. That's what I do. That's what I'm supposed to do. Every one of us has something like that that we should be bringing as often as we can to whatever situation it is. So my wife and my daughter, uh, my wife bought me a Glowforge for Christmas. That's what the gift was. If you don't know what a Glowforge is, it's a laser cutter and etcher, and uh, it's just crazy. It's like changed the crafting world altogether. It's made small business so – like it's it's so possible to make so much money independently Um, or – uh, to to just craft and create. There's so many opportunities with this machine. So they bought it for me, and my wife did, and I'm super excited about it. So I've been watching these videos on how to do it, and I'm realizing that within the maker community, and those that don't know what makers are, uh, there there's crafters who are like glue, glue, glitter onto something, and then there's makers who kind of like put things together and and uh, build right? Maybe there's like, uh, like cosplayers are the perfect example. These people that take the idea of dressing up in a costume and they like go all out that that's a maker. That's a costume or two, but that's just someone that's just like, I can do this. Um, It's skills that are missing anymore. It's making it easy for people to be skilled. And we have a problem with the lack of skilled laborers in this country. Uh, it, I teach career technical education. I'm very aware of what's lacking. That's why they have programs like mine. That's why uh, we've, we've got cabinetry making and videography and photography and business and that sort of, because we're missing all of that. But this opens up so many opportunities now uh, to do this, this sort of thing. So anyways, with this Glowforge, uh, it's exciting because there, there's a million opportunities and stuff to do with this. But what I'm realizing is within the maker community, everyone is entirely too helpful. And that's a good thing. I don't see makers anywhere in forums or anything that are like, no, this is mine. There's people that are flat out like, here's a free plan. Just put this into your Glowforge, put your material in, push the button, it cuts it for you, and feel free to sell it as much as you want. Uh, or they go, here's the plan for $7. You can you can download their plans and then you can cut as many as you want and you can make as much money as you want off of them for seven bucks is all they're asking. Now they're going to get tons of people and they're just going to continually put out all these designs. But the point is this, there's people out there that are flat out giving away money that they should be earning. This one guy is doing leather our, uh, leather armor, right? Glowforge cuts out leather. I'm very excited about this because I'm already like thinking, I, I used to do a lot of leather working and I'm already just like, dude, this is going to cut out every part you need to make leather working that much easier. Um, but this guy makes this leather armor like gorgeous. I mean, these things are beautiful. And he's just like, here, go ahead and print this out. And he goes, you can have it and you can make money off of it Sell them all you want, but please just read my guidelines on selling, please. So he's kind of like, don't put my name on it. Um, 
give me credit for the pattern, but please don't like, you know, and, and his guidelines are very simple, very straightforward. Uh, but he's just giving it away. And everyone is giving away free opportunities to make money. Now, the machines aren't cheap. You're, you're, you're getting into thousands of dollars. But the fact that they're just handing you, here it is, go ahead and make money off of this, is amazing. And that does bring me to my, my last bit of this. And I think it's getting to the point where we need to seriously consider some form of barter system. Now, if you've watched Mad Max, any of the Mad Max, Road Warrior, uh, any of those movies, uh, the barter system, barter town, it's a very big thing. My good friend Jesse and I uh, have gone out to uh, Wasteland Weekend. And Wasteland Weekend is essentially, it's a fully immersive weekend of living like Mad Max, living in a post-apocalyptic world where, uh, you know, you're eating things out of like dog food cans and and you just go out there and camp and you go into the city and you have, you have these costumes. And I mean, it's, it is a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. This isn't like, this is like uh, Ren Faire on crack, but you just go out there and like enjoy yourself. And I didn't really, like the first time I went, it was cool, but I don't like camping. And then the second time, Jesse was just like, do you want to go? And I'm just like, yeah. And he was like, well, I told you he'd go. And I guess someone was betting against it because I have no desire to go camping. But I had such a good time. But people give away bottle caps there. They have these little printed bottle caps of their of their individual like factions or their groups or whatever they have, their encampments. And they give them to you. And like you can use them to like get into their special get-togethers and stuff like that. And they pour beverages for free. And I won't say what type of beverages, but they pour beverages for free all over the place, these encampments, and uh, and you and you collect these, ca- and it's like the ultimate freedom. Just be a good person and just hang out with each other and take care of other people around you. There's there's police and everything out there, but literally, there's no fights. That like I didn't see a single incident. There, it, like there's literally no trash cans out there too. People, it's amazing when told clean up after yourself that everyone cleans up after themselves. It's absolutely crazy how good it is. But with bartering, I think we're to the point now where if we figured out what it is that we could trade someone else. Like, I'm pretty good at gardening. I don't know how much food I can grow for someone else, but I could teach someone how to cook someone that doesn't know how to cook, I could teach you how to cook in exchange for maybe you teach me a skill or in exchange for whatever it was. The perfect example was this pandemic. Like the toilet paper thing will forever go down in history. That's going to be a trivial pursuit question. Like what was the one thing in 2020 that everyone, what was like the most coveted item when the pandemic hit? And it's like uh, toilet paper and kids 20 years from now are going to be like, there's no way the answer is toilet paper. It's got to be water or food. No, it was toilet paper. You know, my neighbor next door, she dropped off a, a roll of toilet paper for us when, when it all hit. Um, but people were hoarding this stuff and selling it. And it's like, could you imagine if you just bartered, if you just went to a neighbor and you're like, here's what I had. I actually had yeast uh, for baking. And uh, I gave some to friends, but I was like, man, this is worth its weight in gold. And and it has a value. If you don't know how to make bread, I could teach you how to make bread and I've got yeast. So maybe what I need from you is someone to just hang out with and break bread with and enjoy my time with. What if you traded me that? What if I got to be around someone like Jeff Espino 
What if you got to be around me and just listening to me talk? Oh, wait a second. I guess you get to. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you all. I didn't even plan that ending. Look, I just got way too close to the mic. I was so excited about this. I didn't plan that ending. It just in my brain, I went, oh, dude, do it now. That was it. Oh, such a good ending. Thank you all very much for joining me. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook at I Will Prevail Podcast, on Instagram at I Will Prevail Podcast, and on Patreon at I Will Prevail Podcast, where you can actually watch this uh, video that I do. I, I video every one of these and post it up there. So thank you all very much. Hopefully I'll have enough time. Look, that holiday season's right here. Hopefully I have enough time to do an episode right before Christmas. It, yeah, I'll get one done. I promise you. Uh, and that's it. Y'all take care. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.